Hi, and welcome to Resurrection Church, where Dr. Joseph G. Matera is the senior pastor and presiding bishop. We are committed to serving our community and the community abroad. We pray that the word you are about to hear will be a blessing to your life and that you allow the Holy Spirit to open your heart and receive what the Lord is speaking to you. Well, good morning. How are we doing today, church? Y'all doing well? Doing all right? Just chilling? Hey, I want to give a special shout out to everyone who is downstairs uh, watching in the fellowship hall, as well as everyone uh, who is at home. Uh, wherever you're watching from, we just want to welcome you online today. And uh, if you are watching at home, I want to encourage you to hit the thumbs up button and uh, share this video with a friend. And man, um, actually, yes, Res Kids is dismissed. If the kids have not gone out, they are dismissed. And let's give it up for the whole Res Kids team. So today is the day that we've all been waiting for. Um, I am so pumped up about today. Uh, I think everyone was like, Michael normally shows up with like an energy of 10. Today I showed up with like a 19 um, and on a scale of 1 to 10. So I've got a lot of energy today, but it's all, it's all good. It's all good stuff, and I am just excited. We are concluding a collection of talks today that we've called Increase, A Journey Through Faith, uh, and we are concluding it with our Heart for the House offering that we're going to be taking at the end of the message today, and I'll explain more about that in just a few moments. Um, but the whole goal of this series was that we would see that God desires, and ultimately we should desire as well, to see an increase of faith in our lives, an increase of faith for our family, an increase of faith for our finances, an increase of faith for revival, an increase of faith for restoration in whatever area it may be that we need in our life. And we started this series off by looking at Hebrews chapter 11. And that Sunday, we came up here, and many of you guys, you made kind of a faith declaration, what it was that you were praying for on this wall. We're going to circle back around to that at the end of today. Um, but our hope and my prayer is that God would do something miraculous through our lives in this church, in Sunset, as well as in Brooklyn, New York, and beyond for the glory of God and the kingdom of God. Um, and, and so I want to just kind of jump real quick back. We're going we're gonna to end where we started, full circle, um, and jump with me to Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to be in three different scriptures today. Uh, and it will kind of all intertwine. But Hebrews chapter 11, uh, the writer says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. And, and here the writer's talking about the sovereignty of God, the authority of God, and the power of God, and how we, by faith, are able to believe and to tap into what it is that God is desiring to do. And then down in verse 6 it says, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. 
And then many of us, we know this passage of Scripture, um, and we know it because we, we, we hear about Abraham, and we hear about Noah, and we hear about Joshua, and we hear about David, and Gideon, Gideon and, and uh, Rahab, and all of these incredible people that we would call the heroes of the faith, or in the hall of faith, right? Um, and, and they did amazing things for God and with God that ended up advancing the kingdom, expanding their territory, and ultimately increasing the impact of the glory of God here on this earth. And, and so, um, how many of you guys enjoy swimming? Some of, some of you guys? Um, I, I like to swim. I literally go a few times a week and I do lap swimming. Uh, my record, not that y'all care, but I'm bragging about it because it just happened two days ago. So don't hate on me. So I'm sitting there and I'm like timing myself and I'm like, three, two, one, go. And I'm chariots of fire style, um, getting through and get back. My record for going down and back was 44 seconds. Uh, na, 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 na. It felt good. It felt good. But it didn't, don't hate on me, it did not start out that way. It did not start out that way. I, actually, I remember as a kid, right, um, you would go on family vacation to Florida because that's where everyone goes as a kid. You just go to Florida. Some of y'all kids in here, you're like, Mom, Dad, when are you going to take me to Florida? You know, it's Disneyland and stuff. Well, by faith, you know, no, I'm joking. <laughs> that's name it and claim it. That's false gospel, all right? And so, um, but, but like, uh, we would go on family vacations and, you know, as a kid, you know, you're three, four years old and you go up to the pool and your dad or your mom's in the pool and we'll just pretend that this is the pool right here and you're walking up to the ledge and you're just like trembling and you're scared and do I, do I jump in? Do I not jump in? Do I jump in? Do I not jump in? And I don't even know if your three or four year old mind can process that. But mom and dad are like, come on, little buddy, come on, jump, come on, you know. And then what happens? You kind of jump. Right, you jump and you take that leap of faith, and mom and dad they catch you. And then as you get older, right, you get older, and, and, and then you still got your floaties on, and you go into the shallow end by yourself, right? And you start like floating around, and then you learn how to doggy paddle. And uh, you, some of y'all, like, yeah, I'm still learning how to doggy paddle. <laughs> um, but you, you know, and then you start treading water in one place. You still got the floaties on, and eventually you go from that place where you go. From the shallow end to the deep end. Remember that? Remember that? That moment that you were able to touch the bottom of that eight-foot pool? And it's like, and your confidence starts to build. Your, your trust starts to build. I believe it's the same thing for our faith in Jesus Christ. Our faith in Jesus Christ is us sitting here and Jesus sitting there, our Heavenly Father sitting there, come on, I've got you, son, I've got you, daughter, just take a step of faith and I'm going to catch you. And you take that step of faith and he catches you. And then things go on and your confidence and your trust starts to build up in Jesus even more. And, and you get more and more confidence. And then before you know it, through faith, you are swimming laps at the YMCA at 44 seconds. Right? And so that's a practical analogy. It has nothing related to spiritualness. But I just want to kind of just paint that picture. In this whole series, we've been saying this, that faith produces vision, and vision produces action. Faith in Jesus should produce a vision for your life that lines up with his scripture, that ends up producing an action, and that action is being obedient to God in accordance to your faith. 
And it's this cycle that ends up happening. And through that, we will start to see increase of faith in our life. And, and so you look at Abraham, right, who in faith grabbed Isaac and said, we're going to the altar and I'm going to offer a sacrifice to God. Right? In faith did that. Or you've got Noah, whenever everyone said that, hey man, you're crazy, why are you building this boat? He started with a two by four and some nails and he started building this massive ark. Or, or you've got Moses, right? Or think about this, the parents of Moses. The parents of Moses who in faith put Moses in a basket and let him out into the Nile. You have Joshua in the walls of Jericho. Jericho. You've got Gideon and his 300. You have all of these stories of men and women in faith and they trusted God. There's two things and I might even venture out to say three things that all of these people have in common. The first thing is this. They trusted and they had faith in God. The second thing is this that they trusted and had faith in God, that trust and faith in God increased in their life in very uncomfortable territory. Have you ever thought about that? Right, let's just talk about Abraham for a minute. God's like, I'm going to give you a son. And he's like, I'm too old and my wife is well in her years. That's a nice way of him saying she's too old too. And then she ends up getting pregnant and they have a son. He starts to get older. He's grown up and she got Abraham and Isaac and Isaac is sitting there and they're, you know, taking care of sheep. And then God says, I want you to kill your son as a sacrifice to me. Could, could you just imagine that? Like the very promise that God's given you, I want you to lay that promise on the altar. And in faith, Abraham grabbed Isaac and is like, come on, buddy. We're going up to the altar to go worship. In faith, Abraham, going up there, said to Isaac, whenever his son was like, where's the sacrificial lamb? In faith, Abraham said what? God will provide. God will provide. And then it got to the point, if you don't know the story, Isaac did not die. God did provide a ram for, to be sacrificed in, instead of Isaac. And go read it in Genesis. It's really cool. Um, but all of that in faith. Or, or think about David and Goliath, right? David, you know, young little lad and teenage boy, and, and he's, you know, tending to his sheep, and this Philistine giant shows up, and he's like, I'm going to wipe out your army. Send me someone to fight, right? And in faith, David declared victory before the victory even came. In faith, he spoke it into existence in accordance with the will of God. Or, or Joshua, Joshua in, in, in the walls of Jericho, right? Or, or how about Joshua going into the land of Canaan and he sends the 12 spies and, and two of the spies come back with a positive report and 10 come back with a negative report. 10 people saying, there's no way we can do this. And these two people saying, no, 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 no. God is on our side. We can take the city. We can take the city. See, I think that there is a correlation and I'm going to show it to you in just a moment in scripture that whenever God wants to increase our faith, there's an aspect of us speaking it in faith that ends up lining up with his word to see it manifested here on this earth. Abraham said to his wife, hey, where are you going? We are going to go worship. We will be back for dinner time. Not knowing if he would be coming back with Isaac or not. David spoke it in faith. I'm going to slay you to Goliath. 
did he really know? Did, like, did he really know? The two spies that came back in faith said, we can take the land. Did they really know? See, a lot of us, we look at it from this side of the story, and, and we see like how it all happened, and, and it's like, oh, yeah, just trust God. It's, it's really that simple. Noah just built a big ark. He built an ark for 90 years. Some of y'all are complaining about a year of walking in obedience, and Noah was sitting there walking in obedience for 90 years while everyone was ridiculing him. I'm going to keep building this ark. I'm going to keep building this ark. Noah, you're crazy. No, it's going to rain today. And God said he's going to protect me. So in faith, I'm going to build this ark. Some of y'all are like, it's been six months and God hasn't answered my prayer. Jesus, you don't love me anymore. Persistent obedience. Just throwing that out there. That's for someone today. But, but like, there's a component where we have got to speak what it is that God is saying to us. And I just want to share this just as a pastor's heart up in Albany. And I think I've shared this before, but it's such a real deal. In Albany, it's, it's, um, it's I don't even know how to describe it. It's like graveyard for church planners. And um, long story short, I remember a few years ago, maybe seven years ago now, I'm sitting there praying. And I was in North Carolina visiting a friend of mine's house. And I'm sitting there praying and just having this awesome time with God. I'm like, why is it that the churches aren't growing in the capital region? Why is it that it's, you know, and God spoke to me very clearly. And he said, it's because the people of God have cursed the church of God. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, well, they say stuff like, there's no way revival can break out in Albany. Y'all are the frozen chosen. You're in the least Christian area of America. There's no way that this is going to happen. And this is my favorite. It's not the South. Like, because, you know, down South, you start a church, 500 people show up, and, you know, you got, everything's great, right? And, and as I was hearing this, I got so convicted, and then I went to a pastor's meeting, and instead of rejoicing, or instead of speaking faith, or instead of talking vision, what were people doing? They were talking about how bad the church is in the capital region. And it just clicked. We are speaking into existence the very thing that is manifesting that we're walking into right now. And I was sitting there, I was just like, holy cow. Now, you might be sitting there saying, Michael, that's great. You know, speak it and claim it. And that's, and again, I want to make sure that's very clear. I'm not talking like, I'm not saying get out, leave church and be like, I'm going to give $5 and get an Escalade whenever I leave here. That is not what I'm talking about, okay? Um, but what I am talking about is having faith and confidence in your heavenly father that he's going to do what it is that he said that he would do. And Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail. So whenever people start attacking the church, I'm sitting here telling you in faith, Jesus is going to build his church. In faith, nothing is going to stop the church. In faith, we are going to see the miraculous happen. In faith, debts are going to be paid off. In faith, I'm going to keep moving forward. And it doesn't matter what's around me because in faith, because this is what the word of God says. Now, you might be sitting there saying, Michael, that's great. But what does this have to do with Jesus? I'm so glad that you asked. Luke chapter 17, the apostles, this is verse 5, said to him, increase, huh, interesting, increase, increase, that's our series, right? Increase our faith, which has been our prayer. Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, 
you would say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Now, that is such a compact verse right there, and I just want to kind of break it apart for just a few minutes. Number one is the disciples had to desire an increase of faith in their life. You've got to desire an increase of faith in your life. Number two, um, notice how Jesus said, if you had the faith like the grain of a mustard seed. I'm not a farmer. I don't want to be a farmer. I don't think anyone in here is a farmer. Some of you guys, you've got a little rose bush hanging out of your, your window. That is not farming. That's not what I'm talking about, okay? That is called a hobby, all right? And you go do your hobby and make your apartment or your house look beautiful. I'm all for that and put little Christmas lights on it and stuff, you know? That's not farming. But, but here's what I know. A mustard seed is stinking small. It's tiny. I also found out that you can go buy them at the grocery store. And I almost went and brought some just to pull one out and be like, this is how tiny it is. But I didn't. Um, but they're, they're, and do people even eat mustard seeds? I don't know. But like, but a mustard seed, a mustard seed is really, really tiny. And Jesus said, if you had the faith of a mustard seed, you would say or speak to the mulberry bush be uprooted and thrown out. There, there's a few things. If you had a little bit of faith and if you spoke it. If you spoke it. If you, no, no, seriously, that's what Jesus says. If you had faith, like the grain of a mustard seed, these are the words of Jesus, not Michael, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. Some of us, we have to speak it if we're going to see it. We've got to speak it if we're going to see it. My finances are suffering right now. Well, are you speaking the will of God? Because the will of God is that you're debt free. The will of man is that you are enslaved to the banks. But the will of God is that you're debt free. Scripture even says that it is wise for us not to be enslaved to the lender right? But that we should be the one that is the lender lending to other people, that we should be the one that is prospering other people. Well, well, well God, I, I, you know, I, my, my family, my, my, my son is just so far gone. He's just strung out on drugs and stuff. Are you going to sit there and are you going to declare that over your life or are you going to speak in faith that your prodigal son is going to be returning home? Well, this cancer's got a hold of me. Are you going to believe the report of the doctor, or are you going to speak that um, by his stripes, according to Isaiah 53, I am healed? And whether it's in this life or the next. Now, you guys might be sitting here saying, Michael, this is very prosperity type thing. No, it's very Jesus, because Jesus spoke to the problem, and he spoke life to the problem. He turned to Lazarus, and he didn't say to Lazarus in the grave for four stinking days, stay there, it's too far gone. No, he said, hey, Lazarus, get out of that grave. Get out of that grave. Come on, it is time for that resurrection power to be in the church of Jesus Christ again. It is time for us to look at the situations that we are facing, the problems that we have, and to see all of it coming around us and say, in faith, I'm going to stand on the word of God. In faith, I'm going to stand on the word of God. See, it doesn't just stop there. One more, one more verse, and then we're going to wrap this thing up today. One more verse. Um, Matthew chapter 13, jump with me to verses 
31, and he puts another parable for them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in the field. All right, so pause there. The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of a mustard seed. So here we see it again, Jesus referencing a mustard seed. See, he references it here. He references it in Luke 17. He also references it in Matthew chapter 17. And in Luke 17 and Matthew 17, he says the mustard seed in correlation with your faith. And so here, if you kind of cross-reference it, he's talking about this. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like the faith of a mustard seed that a man took and sowed into his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it is grown into the larger than, uh, when it is grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nest in its branches. There's a few things here I want to talk about. Faith, mustard seed, faith, mustard seed, faith, mustard seed. He said the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is like a, a man who takes that mustard seed and he digs a hole and he plants that mustard seed. And then that mustard seed in faith over time, right? We talked about sowing, we talked about time, and then we talked about harvest a few weeks ago. That mustard seed in faith starts to grow into not being just a little plant or a little tree, but growing into the largest tree in the garden so that the birds can come to it. And, and, and you know, this is, again, so that the birds of the air can come and make a nest in its branches. I think what's interesting here is that your faith, whenever it lines up with the vision that God has placed with you. And your action is to be obedient in accordance with your faith in Jesus Christ. That mustard seed faith, that little bit of faith that you have right there can end up growing into something. And, and catch this, church. Your faith, as it starts to grow, should cause protection to be around those in your family. Your faith, as it grows, should start to be protection around your friends. See, have you ever been around someone who they're, they're negative, just negative, just like, I hate life, I hate the subway, I hate everything, and Costco's is horrible, and Walmart, and I'm like, look, I'll, yes and amen to Walmart, no offense if you work at Walmart, but I'm totally, but like, there's Target instead, well, I don't like going to Target, because they have a little red circle, and it's just really annoying to me, like, you just don't want to be around those people, but have you ever been around someone that's got faith? Like, come on, like, you can do it, you can do it, you may feel like you're young, but you can do it. You, you may feel like the world's going against you, but I'm telling you, brother, sister, you can do it. Man, God is, God is for you. Oh, you, you want to pay off your debts? Well, let's get you on a plan to be able to pay off your debts, and let's start in faith, activating our faith through a place of obedience. You, you want to you see these things? You want to see your, your friends come to know Christ? Well, let's in faith. Let's start praying for them. Let's in faith start praying for an opportunity to witness to them. Let's in faith start believing and expecting for God to be able to do something. And listen, we said it a few weeks ago. Don't tell me he can't do it. Don't tell me. He, I've, I've seen too many miracles in my life. Don't tell me that he cannot do it. But, but catch this, this little mustard seed ends up growing into a, a tree 
this tree then ends up providing protection, right? Protection for the birds. And, and this is what I love. That tree is going to produce what? More mustard seeds. And that tree, and its harvest will produce more mustard seeds that the farmer is going to take and go sow back into the ground. So that over time, that seed becomes more trees that then produce more mustard seeds that end up getting planted back into the ground that then produce more trees that produce. So you want to talk about increase. The aspect or the size of your faith remains the same. The mustard seed stays the same. The quantity ends up changing as the harvest starts to come. And so like a dollar bill's a dollar bill. But when you learn how to tithe off of that dollar bill, when you learn how to trust God with that dollar bill, and you start to see a harvest in your life, that dollar bill might turn into $5 or might turn into $10. And whenever it is with your job or whatever, a little bit of responsibility, it's the same job. You're doing the same thing, 9 to 5, every day, clock in, clock out. But there's more responsibility. Your role might be the same, but there is an increase of the influence that God is doing in your life. The size doesn't change. The amount does. The amount does. And this is, I want to say something. Someone's sitting here, you're saying, Michael, I struggle with giving in the church. Listen, I've been there. I get that. Um, if you can learn to give off of $10 faithfully, you can give off of a million dollars. I'm telling you, it is a principle. It doesn't matter if you got a hundred thousand in the bank, you got a thousand in the bank, you got a ten dollars in the bank. Some of you are like, I got negative ten. I'm like, I'm joking, not y'all, right? <laughs> Talking about the church down the road. <laughs> That's horrible of me. Father, forgive me, right? So they're like, I'm not coming back to this church anymore. That bald guy up there, it's you know. You want to know what kind of faith I want to have? I'm going to be very transparent with you guys. This is, it's been an um, interesting season, to say the least. I'll get to that in a second. But I want to have the kind of faith that protects my family. I want to have the kind of faith that affects my son Judah and affects my daughter Allison. My son said, Dad, why do you always talk about Jesus? And I was like, son, that's the best compliment in the world. I love Jesus. But you know what? Whenever Judah falls and he bumps his head or whenever he has a hard day or else in, in school or he has a rough day at Taekwondo and stuff, you know what he does? He comes to me and he says, Dad, pray for me. That's faith. That's faith being deposited. I want my faith to affect not only Judah and Allison, but I also want it to affect their children and the children's children, and the children's children's children that ends up going, I want my faith to affect my neighbors and my friends. I want my faith to affect the church community that I'm in. I want my faith to, to activate and to affect the communities and to be able to see a true city transformation of revival for the kingdom of God. Don't tell me he can't do it. He did it in Nineveh. He can do it again. He did it in Jerusalem. He can do it again. He did it in Corinth. He can do it again. He did it in Antioch. Don't tell me he can't do it. I'm just wondering if there are people in this room that have got faith to be able to believe for the impossible. 
I'm wondering if there are people who have got faith to be able to believe for what it was that we came five weeks ago when we posted on that board. Well, Michael, I haven't seen it come to pass. I want to remind you, it took Noah 90 plus years, but it happened. Like, don't give up, church. I'm going to stand in faith. I'm going to rejoice in faith. I'm going to give in faith, and I'm going to act in obedience. I'm telling you, man, so this is, this is where my wife and I are. I was telling this Brody last night. We were sitting there and, and stuff, and I was like, honey, i got to give. i got to preach on this tomorrow. It's heart for the house, and we got to be able to give. And, you know, it's, and I'm like, can I give? And, you know, so this is what we've been doing. We've been having this conversation, and like three months ago, the Lord kind of put a number on my heart of what to give. Um, and so I had this number, and... Um, and I was like, I'm going to do it in faith, and this is the largest gift, and, and, and you know, we have to split it between res and between city and stuff. And so the largest, largest gift that, that we're given, and um, we're going to do it in faith in Jesus' name, and, you know, hallelujah, and untie my bow tie, I should have bought a Honda, and, like, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm being real talk, real talk, real talk. And then the bills start coming in. And then Judah's got a belt test. They charge you, you know, pay for $150 for Taekwondo. It's another $100 for your belt test and then $75 for the certificate. And, you know, it's like, my God, like, like, get the kid in T-ball or something, you know? <laughs> he's a good, he's a bishop. He's started watching MMA and, like, UFC. And he's like, that kid, that guy broke his leg. That's amazing, Dad. And I'm like... You were not going to be entering into UFC until you were out of this house. Like, don't even think about it, son. I rebuke you in the name of daddy, all right? And so, all right, kid, kid you not, this real conversation. We, yesterday, he's like, dad, show me that broken leg again. I'm like, I'm like no, son. No. I, I kid you not, ask my wife. She'll tell you. Where am I going with this? This has nothing to do, literally, where am I going with this? Oh, yeah, that's right, giving, giving, okay. So, um, so I'm sitting there, and uh, our car had to be inspected, and then it started making this noise, and then let's just talk about Christmas, and Christmas ain't cheap. I mean, Target, who I, I do love Target, I'm an advocate for Target, like, like toys that were, you know, $20 two months ago are now like $89.99 on sale from 100 or whatever, because of because of inflation, yeah, okay, um, and so like, like there's Christmas, and there's all of this, and, and then I got to pay my mortgage, and, and you know, just all these bills coming out, and I'm like, well, God, if we give this, it's going to be tight, it's going to be tight, God's in the pool, this is Michael right here, hey, God, if we give this, it's going to be tight, it's going to be tight, Hey, Michael, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Because Abraham trusted me. Because David trusted me. Because Gideon trusted me whenever the whole world was against him. Because Paul trusted me. Because your mother trusted me whenever she was interceding for you. Are you going to trust me? And are you going to set the example for your kids in obedience whenever it brings you into uncomfortable territory and are you going to sow into the kingdom of God? So last night, sitting in the hotel, pull up reschurchny.com, click on the button, and I give my money for heart for the house because I knew I could not 
get up here and be like, let's give to heart for the house and not do it, right? That would just be wrong of me. And I'm telling you, man, there's such a freedom that came with that. There's a freedom that came with that. So I come into church today and I'm all happy and y'all like, what are you on? I'm like, I'm on espresso in Jesus and generosity because I'm sowing my mustard seed into the kingdom of God. I'm sowing my little bit that I have, my little bit of faith that I have into the kingdom of God. And I am believing that what it was that I sowed, which in some of you might be like, oh, he didn't give anything. You know, that's fine. It was a lot for me. And I'm giving it in the name of Jesus Christ, believing that my faith is going to end up sprouting a tree that produces an increase of more faith so that I can a year from now get my kids and family and say, hey, we're going to double what we gave last year because of God's faithfulness. And then five years from now, we're going to quadruple or whatever it may be. Why? Because he did it back then and he's going to do it again. And I'm not going to let anything hold me back. And so church, here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give. We're going to give for this right here for the, the promises that you're believing for, the prayers that you're crying out for, the things that you are believing to see God happen, the cancer that you want to see healed, the son or daughter you want to see come home, the relationships that you want to see restored, the debt that you need to be paid off. We're going to sow in obedience and in accordance with our faith. And then on top of that, we're going to sow into the ministry here at Res Church. At Rush Church, and let me just share some numbers with you guys. In 2021, we have seen 122 Connect cards come into this house. Now, here's something I want to say. 122 Connect cards, it's very often that one Connect card represents a family of four or five. And so I want you to just think about it. I was talking to Brian beforehand. He's like, there's so many new people. It's amazing. And it is amazing. If you're new to Res Church and you, you're hearing this bald guy's yelling at you, no, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling with you. All right? And so I just want you to know that. Um, this year, and somebody better make some stinking noise for this, we have seen 24 salvations at this campus alone. 24 salvations. During the summer... During the summer, I, I just think that this is cool. During the summer, here in Brooklyn, we saw nine people baptized, which is awesome. Let's make some noise, all right? But then, then if you factor in, if you factor in Staten Island, Brooklyn, and Albany's number, 24 people were baptized this year. Come on, that is something to get excited about. Serving, serving. And we were running these numbers this past week. We have, and guys, this is good. This is good news. We have 55% of this church who is actively engaged in serving in some kind of ministry, which is incredible. And then groups, and then groups, and I got, we got one more, and then we're going we're gonna to close this thing up, and we're going to pray, and we're going to declare. Um, groups, we have 58% of the people who attend this church regularly engaged in some form of life group. That's incredible. That's, you might be like, Michael, that's only 58%. I know, we're believing for 100%, but the church averages, like, in America, around 35%. So we're doing fairly well with that. So thank you for engaging into a disciple-making relationship. And then this is something, and I just want to give props off to two people um, about this. Uh, YouTube, YouTube, this year alone, we've seen... 37,900 viewers, individual viewers that have clicked on and watched worship or message here at Resurrection Church. That's incredible. 
That is the equivalent of 185,300 minutes or four and a half months of your life that people are clicking that button and they are enjoying worship, they're enjoying the message, and the kingdom of God is being advanced. That is incredible. And there's two people I want to just really give a big shout out to because right now we are live streaming and everyone who's at home watching right now, we are so glad that you guys are here. But I want to give a big shout out to Ruber and to Jordy for the work that they've done and the sacrifice that they've made. Thank you for sowing into the kingdom of God. Thank you for having a global impact, a global impact. And I just want to say this. The couple that watches from Peru, I want you to know that, like, I saw what you guys were posting last week, and I think that it's incredible what God is doing, and, and just um, know that, like, we are believing and we are praying for you guys. We are believing and we are praying for you guys. You might be sitting here, Michael, we don't know what you're talking about. It's all right. They're online. They're not here, but they're with us. They're a part of the body of Christ. And so today... Today we're going to do offering different. This is why we didn't do offering earlier, because we're going to get Pentecostal. Is that okay? We got these buckets. Someone told me I should wear this earlier. That's what, yeah, exactly, exactly. We're going to give. We're going to give. And there's a few ways that you can give. And, and Carlos and Troy, you guys are in the back. If you want to give traditionally, in an, in an envelope, I want you to, and you need an envelope, I want you to just slip up your hand, and we're going to get these, we're going to get you an envelope. If you need an envelope, just slip up your hand, and we're going to give today, and we're going to sow into the ministry at Res Church, but guys, we're sowing into the kingdom of God being established. We are sowing, and I'm excited, I love, I love to give. The other way that you can give is you can go to reschurchny.com. And Santi put this beautiful banner. As soon as you click on it, it's going to go heart for the house and give now. And you can just click on it right there and then you can give online. And I also need to say this, the new Res Church app has now been finished and published. It only took forever because of Apple, but you can now go to the Google Play Store or the Apple Store and download the app and give through the app as well. So y'all y'all excited about that. So it is it is live. It is I've got it on my phone. And we're going to give. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to come to the front and we're going to bring our tithes and give our offering for heart for the house in faith. And you might be sitting there saying, "Michael, I gave online. I know you gave online, so here's what we did. In front of you in your chair is a little card that says Heart for the house, I gave online. If, if you need one up here or someone needs one, it's right in front of you. On the back side of that, I want you to just put your name. You know, Michael Moore, I gave online. And I want to challenge and encourage you to come up here as an act of faith and an act of obedience. It's easy to click, click a button. It's a little uncomfortable to make it, you know, come up front. And, and here's the thing. We're going to give joyfully today. Corinthians 9 talks about a joyful giver. Sometimes you may be sitting there saying, Michael, I, I, I'm, I'm scared, I'm worried, what do I do? Like, God, my finances freaking out. Trust God. As a kid, you joyfully jumped into the pool and mommy or dad caught you. Let Jesus catch you today. We stand to your feet this morning. <clears throat>
We're going to sing a song, and as we sing this song, you guys can come up here and and give of your offering. And man, I want you to, to pray over it. Like I'm believing for, I'll tell you what I'm believing for. I'm believing for my debts to be paid off, including my mortgage. I'm believing for an apartment in Brooklyn. I'm believing for the future of my family. And I'm believing for expansion in this church. That, you don't believe me? Go, go look at my prayer request card up there. That's what I wrote down. That's what I'm believing for. And my offering is sowing a seed for the kingdom and sowing a seed for what it is I believe God has envisioned over my life. And we're going to give. We're going to do it boldly. And if you're downstairs, I want to encourage you guys to come on up here and just bring your offering. If you're watching online, go to reschurchny.com. But let me pray. And then after we give, we're going to come back up and we're just going to believe God and just release some things. Amen. Father, I thank you for an opportunity to be able to give. And Lord, I just ask that as we give in faith, as we sow a seed in obedience, that you do the impossible at Resurrection Church here in Brooklyn and in Staten Island, Father. We are sowing into your kingdom, into your vision, God, and we are doing this to see an increase of faith, an increase of the harvest, an increase of salvations, God. And so, Father, we we love you and we joyfully give to you today in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray that you were blessed by this word. For more information about our church, please visit our website at resurrectionchurchofny.com or give us a call at 718-436-0242 and be sure to follow us on Instagram at reschurchnyc. Take care and God bless.